What's good, everyone? Welcome to Maddie Mox here on Inside NBA. I am Maddie G, also known as NBA G Wiz. Today, joining me for a special draft edition as I go from five, the man from Fantasy Scores, the founder, Matt Bell, will be drafting from one and showing us that tool. Again, if you are drafting on Yahoo, you need to get involved with Fantasy Scores. Fantasy Scores uses Z Scores to basically enrich your team and give you the best real time data, not only in your draft, but during the course of the season, target waivers, know when to activate guys, who is the hottest pickup for you and your build, you can use Z-Scores to absolutely maximize every roster spot in your team. Use promo code INSIGHT for five US dollars off. Let's get into the draft right now, me and Matty Bell. To the Spurs foul. To Miami going for the three right away. Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three point of Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! All the way from Toronto, they gave us Drake, they gave us Kawhi Leonard in the Raptors Championship for one year, and now they give us Matt Bell from Fantasy Scores. How you doing, Matt? Good. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. Excited to draft with you. Man, I am excited for you taking Jokic at number one. Let me uh, hook up your screen share right now. Matty, talk us through because you do have the number one pick uh, in this draft today. And so you're going to show us how you can um, get us there with uh, in the number one, how you can use fantasy scores to draft from one. I'll be drafting from five to give some tips how to draft from there. Yeah, so the draft is just kicking off here. And I'm in first position. So, of course, I'm going to be taking Jokic with my first pick. And as we're going through this draft, I've got my Yahoo account connected here to Fantasy Scores. So I'm going to be refreshing the picks live as they come through. And as I do, I'm going to be tracking my team. So here I've got my team. We can see Jokic has been picked up. And I don't know about you, Matt. I know that some people like to do sort of, uh, you pick Jokic and then you pick the next couple guys before deciding what to punt. I like punting blocks with Jokic because he's a center who doesn't get that many blocks for a center. So often I like to start off with that. And that's what I'm doing here. No, I think that's really solid. Obviously, Jokic has a fundamentally excellent game all the way around. He has good free throw percentage. He has a great field goal percentage. He obviously gets you the assists and the rebounds that you need. He can drip in some threes. He can get you some points every now and then and probably might be leaned on a little bit more offensively in Denver this year with the departure of Bruce Brown. But I think it's a, an absolutely noble goal. Like He can get you a block, but he's not known as a block center, so to speak. Uh, off After there was Luca. Joel has now pretty much come to consensus number three. Uh, Shea at four. I managed to pick up Tyrese Halliburton with five. I did a draft the other day where Shea went three and I was left with Tatum at four. So I'm actually going to pick up this time Tyrese to build my team around him at five. Tyrese, again, is one of these guys who just fills, fills it up across the board. Yeah, yeah, he really is. And so with Tyrese, are you looking at doing any punts or do you normally pick a couple guys first and sort of see how your team is shake, shaking out from there? Yeah, no, that's definitely it for me. I am, uh, as you can see right here, I'm looking at the draft results uh, for this league. And look, across the board, I just figure out, I figure it out as I go with a guy like Tyrese. Honestly, Tatum went six. 
Lillard seven, Curry eight, Giannis nine, Sabonis ten. I've seen Sabonis creeping into a lot of first rounds now. Lamelo at eleven, Anthony Davis. So this is around Kevin Durant territory. Kyrie Irving territory seems to be the consensus at the end of the first round. I wouldn't be surprised to see Kyrie go. Oh, sorry, Kevin Durant any second now. Um, anyone you uh, Donovan Mitchell? That's probably early over Kevin Durant. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. The The argument I could see there is if you don't know how many games Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is going to play and you just want someone who you know will play a decent number of games, I could see it. Wemba Nyama at 15th, though, I don't know about that. I don't know about that at all. But look, this is the thing about these mock drafts, Matty. We're trying to we're trying to mess around with us as mates in here and people who know each other. We just go into these ones with people who are also playing around with builds as well. Now, it's different from a mock draft than a cash league where you know you're really trying to make the most of it. But a lot of guys, we all use these. Mock drafts are perfect practice for you. Like mock, 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 right? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I see your your pick is coming up here. Who are you looking at for your second pick? Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard or someone like maybe Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, is, is, I think, a really good look. Jaron Jackson has slipped from being that first round guy that he was last uh, early on in the preseason. People were drafting Jaron Jackson Jr. very, very high. Tyrese Halliburton, I don't have a lot of points, so I might I need to get some points probably up on the board as well. I was hoping a guy like maybe Anthony Edwards or Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell may fall to me. Uh, obviously, hasn't been the case, but I mean Kawhi Leonard. There's risk associated with him in the second round. But I haven't drafted Jaron Jackson Jr. once in the preseason. Trey Young has got a lot of points and assists, so that would actually help me to get a lot more of assists than I'm already boying. Cat goes there. Man, I don't know what kind of punt build. You know what? I'm going to probably lean into. I've taken Trey and I've taken Bridges. I'm going to take Jackson to mix it up a little bit. And I'm going to try and get the next. I'm going to take Jaron Jackson Jr. to boy some of my defensive stats there. Um, obviously, good field goal percentage because, you know, Tyrese has a sizably decent field goal percentage, one would say, for a point guard. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just trying to decide who I'm picking up here. So I'm looking through the fantasy scores projections as I'm picking, and we can see the players that jump up in a blocks punt. Uh, Van Vliet, I'm looking at just because we sort of, you know he's going to play a decent number of his games. He works in a blocks punt, so I, I picked him up here. And then I'm picking back-to-back for first. I like Butler because he's top 10 in a blocks punt, but obviously the issue with Butler is he doesn't always play most of his games. In fact, he rarely does. So I'm going to... I might pass on him. Markinen is also an option here. I may just grab, grab Markinen. I think you might be able to get him. Um, I am. Look, this has worked out for me. Ah, Kawhi's gone off the board. Okay, so leaving me here has been. I'm going to actually just really go. Oh, I'm going to go Cade. I've been saying for a while I want to try and get Cade into my team. I think he has second round value on the season. I think it so is, too. It is yeah. a bit of a gamble, but he gets me rebounds. Again, this is a guy who can facilitate everything across the board. His field goal percentage is a little bit of a of a red flag for me. Uh, he obviously like it, it just, it hasn't been great so far, but I think I can salvage that. I think I might be able to salvage that later, but I'm getting so many assists. I'm getting steals. I'm getting some blocks in there already. Like the big block guys haven't come off the board yet. So this is what 
Matt, you'll probably be an advocate of this as well. You need to start to look for things that you're strong in and you can complement it to lock it down while not forsaking it. Someone I think might be a really good option who's looked phenomenal in the preseason for me is Chet Holgren. A guy like Miles Turner. Interesting. What what has Chet been looking like? I haven't followed his preseason that closely, actually. Just like an absolute stud. He's looking fantastic. So when you're looking at taking Wenbanyama at the 19th pick like this one in the draft, or the 15th pick, I think, Wemby was in this draft, if you're looking at him and you're looking, okay, cool, Wenbanyama's off, if you're really high on him for the season, what you'll see very, very quickly is that other guys are going to go off the board. And then there's going to be this just quality of player that's left around. And Chet is going to be a, a rookie of the year candidate by the looks of it. He's looking very good. So if you're taking someone with Wembanyama in the top 20 picks and you can get someone who's going to do a similar statistical profile in the 30s or the 40s, that's good for you value-wise. Yeah. And probably I, I more, appro- with that. more appropriate. More appropriate, Matty. I totally agree. And I, I think too with rookies, like preseason is sometimes indicative of how they'll do in the, the actual regular season and sometimes it's not. So if you're able to hedge that risk by getting your rookies a little bit lower and not taking like Wemby in round two, that's something I like to look at is getting my rookies a little bit lower down so that you know, like at least for me with the first and second round picks, I like to pick guys who I know will be consistent and you know what you're going to get from those guys. Um, 100%. Because that's how you lose your league and end up missing the playoffs altogether is getting some guy who either doesn't play or you draft a rookie there and they just don't do what they're expected to do versus if you're the guy taking like the Embiid's of the world, Giannis, Tatum, these guys who you sort of know what you're going to get, uh, I think it puts you in a better spot. Now you are picking at the turn as well. So when you're picking at the turn, is there any strategies that you like to use with fantasy scores to help maximize that? Or even just in general, like you think is good advice for, for, for our turn punters out there? For yeah, I mean, even, even outside of fantasy scores, something I always want to make sure to do, uh, which I didn't do in the last draft we did together, is having guys starred and sort of queued up uh, so that when you're picking back-to-back, you don't accidentally mess something up and miss one of your picks. Um, so right now, because I'm in a blocks punt, one thing that I want to be super cog- cognizant of is making sure that I get another center who will be good for my team who isn't going to kill my blocks punt by having a ton of blocks and losing value. Um, So one guy that I'm looking at here is Vucevic. And then I'm still sort of figuring out who I'm looking at for the other pick. And I'm hoping that Vuce will still be on the board when it rolls around to me. Uh, I am now starting to live in perpetual fear because guys who I had queued up in my uh, line are starting to go. So I had Paul George, Darius Garland. I think Darius Garland at the back of a third round is is a great pick. Same with Paul George. Miles Turner's just gone. De'Aaron Fox. Kind of okay with the guard point guard spot right now. So I was going to like, I didn't cue Foxy up. I am looking for another power forward center. I'm looking for that dual eligibility. I'm loving that this year. Claxton doesn't give it to me. He's a pure center. But guys like Porzingis uh, and Holgren, I really like. And I think Porzingis has looked great in Boston so far. See, Drew Holiday is still getting some love. And I think I just did an article with Dan Titus and a bunch of guys. Shout out to them uh, here on Yahoo this week about our all-fade team. I don't see Drew Holiday returning to the same 39th value top 40 value that he has up oh, another one of my guys Mobley has gone off no this I, season I, I'm definitely not as high on holiday I, I do generally like Drew Holiday I've picked him on yes. a lot of my teams in past years yeah 
last year though even for him i thought that was a bit of an outlier i mean Giannis missed a bunch of games last year where he was sort of picking up the slack middleton was out for a big period he just had sort of a bigger role than he normally does on teams and Giannis still had the most usage in the nba last year when he was active and playing oh pazingas ah here we go so my cue is starting to go down it does bring it to me i did say i was going to grab one of these guys i am going to take chet at this point in time i i love what chet's doing for me i'm i'm going to Roll with what I've said. I'm going to, why can I not grab Chet? Why can I not get Chet? Why is it not? Oh, Ryan's no, on the board. Not, okay. Not your Sorry, I thought it was me. Yep, there we go. I saw the draft results and I saw Matty Garrett and I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm excited. Chet's there. But Chet or Claxton. So again, this is where I live in fear that people take my picks. Porzingis, Mobley have all gone. And now it's my turn. And Chet Holgren is my absolute nice. must pick right about here. Nice, so, nice. I just like the value that he's going to represent for me. I think it's across the board. Excellent. My field goal percentage isn't for a center as well. I don't think he's going to have a fantastic, he's a big man, but he's not going to absolutely, you know, like make my day field goal percentage wise. So I'm probably going to have to start looking for guys that are going to buoy my field goal percentage a little bit now. Yeah. Um, so it's on me now. I've got back-to-back picks. Um, again, Vooch is still on the board. I always like Vooch. Um, I know he just signed a big contract. Last year was a contract year and people aren't as high on him this year, but he's just so consistent. He plays his games. He does the same thing every year and he fits the blocks punt. So I'm looking at him. Uh, Zach Levine as well. Uh, If we look at the fantasy scores projections, he's right up there. Gains a ton of value from a blocks punt uh, as most guards do. Um, So I'm going to grab him as well. And as I do, I'm going to refresh the picks that I've made so I can sort of see how my team is performing overall. And this is exactly what I want to see with the block spunt is two centers I... on my team. Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. I'm just about to say, I'm about to lock down the blocks category in the league though. I've got Jaron Jackson Jr., Chet Holgren, and Nick Laxton. Oh, let's see that here. Um, so I think yeah. I've just, can you, can you let me share, I put your screen on because I know that we're doing off that one there. Let me add to stage this. Have a look at how my build's shaping up blocks wise against the rest of the league. Just so punters out there can see that you can actually see how the competition is going as well. So you can look at your team, but you can actually check out your competition, Matt. Yeah. So this is uh, Matty's team here. It's got a Z score of 1.85 on blocks, which is insane. That is like the, this will blow every other team out of the water. Uh, we can look at mine, which is punting Excellent. blocks by comparison. Negative um, 0.21. Um, so yeah, yeah. Matt's got enough blocks uh, to to last him the rest of his picks, I would say, at this point. I think I think right there, that shows what the power of fantasy scores can do, where it can actually show you what you're doing and other people what they're doing at the same time and use that to be like, okay, I probably need to use and lean elsewhere about now. Yeah, and that was sort of the goal with building it, is I, I always found with punting when I didn't use a tool in past years before I built this, um, it's somewhat easy to keep your own punt in mind like if you're punting something obvious like points or assists you can keep that in mind but the other nine categories it's kind of easy to lose track of so i i've always liked having sort of one view where i can see how all nine of my categories are doing and where i need to be adjusting live between my picks uh, sort of helps me to draft i've been coming into old mate Cameron Johnson quite a lot lately. And I just like the points and threes that he can give me with this build. Uh, and also he just buoys that free throw percentage a little bit. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm picking up Cam a lot. Oh, yeah, how I, do you have him shaping out this season? I, I like him too. Um, I, I actually have him pretty high on my rankings and I just want to see 
Who do I like here? I kind of like Buddy Healed. I like Buddy Hill too. I, then... I'm very curious if his role though this year. I am I am starting to be a bit nervous how they're using him in the preseason in Indiana. But yeah, I've got a lot of love for Bud. Lot of, I've got a lot of Bud love. Lots of Bud love. A lot of Bud love, yeah. I'm going to grab Healed and I'm going to grab CJ McCollum here as well. I've always had a bias just towards these sort of veterans who you know what they're going to do each year. McCollum is one of those guys for me. Fits the punt. Um, so I'm going to scoop him up there. I'm back to guys right now. I'm looking through my list. I need points and assists. The thing is, I've got a lot of guards. I'm probably looking at a... You know what? He hasn't... I'm going to get... I'm going to do this again and just see how it shapes out. Where is... I'm going to get Tyus Jones in because I need some assists right about now. And I do like the potential that he has this season uh, in Washington. He hasn't shown out. His field goal percentage has been a little bit off. I'm going to put guys like Kuzma in my queue. As well, mm-hmm. I like Kuzma around this range, but I definitely just needed another guard and some assists there to buoy me a little bit. But again, I've gone early, Matt, and this is what I wanted to try and tease out with you today as well. I've gone early on some big guys who can get me blocks and some of those center minutes and power forward minutes. I've got guys in my rankings. I'm about to do the centers tier with Mickey Dell from Insight Fantasy. I've got guys like Akongwu, Mark Williams, Daniel Gafford, Robert Williams, Mitchell Robinson. Um, Stephen Ad- uh, there's Stephen Adams, Valanciunas, there's Nurkic, guys who have been seeing traditionally go very early in drafts last year. These guys are all dudes who have gone down and dropped back quite a substantial amount this season. Uh, when you say dropped back, you mean they're getting picked earlier, like someone like Gafford. Most people are pretty yeah. high on this year. So yeah, he's he's yeah he's high this year, but I can get him later. So I've dropped back where I'm in my 90s now, and if I could pick up Daniel Gafford in the 90s. So you can see that, oh, no, he's just gone off the board at the 86 pick. Robert Williams, two, funnily enough, two guys that I just mentioned uh, have just gone off the board. Uh, and there goes Kuzma and, and Jalen yeah. Duran. There's another center who, like, we're yeah, all about this all year. they're all sort of right around this area. I am going to play a very risky game. Who are you thinking? Onyeka Okongwu. Interesting. He's only got center eligibility here, though. <sighs> I'm probably, you know, I do need some more points and threes. Clay is my guy. Around around pick 100, uh, I think it's fine to be taking someone like Clay Thompson. People are just sleeping on him. Another point guard I'm looking at could be Trey Jones around now. D'Angelo Russell. I'm going to star Austin Reeves, though. Can you tell me what do you think of Austin Reeves' potential this season? Um, and how have you factored that in? Yeah, what do you think of Austin? Because some guys are high on him. But if he falls to me, I've said there's two guys that if they're around at 100 that I want to try and get and take the, the risk on. For one of them, it's Ja Morant, because if I can absorb him for 25 games, he's, he occupies a bench spot. He is out. So I can't use that bench spot in Yahoo Leagues. Yeah. Sorry. Let me okay. answer that in two seconds. I'm just figuring out my picks here. Oh, yes. Yes. Go. Um, and it's always harder in these mock drafts because you only have 30 seconds on the clock. Um, I'm going to... Kind of like Trey Murphy. He's still on the... Oh, is he injured now? He is injured. He's still injured out for 20 games. Uh, Bobby um, Portis, solid pick. Yeah, I had Portis. Stable, stable. Stable. Just stable. Stability. Uh, I'm going to scoop Gary Trent as well. Homer. I've got to say, that is that a Toronto pick? That's a Toronto pick, yeah. That, uh, yeah, I'm based out of Toronto, so I definitely have a little bit of a bias towards those guys. I'm not going to lie. Mm. This is, uh, I just, I haven't pulled the the, the the dice on a Kongwe yet. 
Look, he's just had a wonderful, I mean, he's just had a wonderful preseason so far. Like, I just think he's looking every single bit the stud that people want him to be. And I'm all, I'm all about that life. Yeah. So here's a question for you. How much weight do you put on the preseason? Like, do you take, if someone performs well in the preseason, do you assume that that will carry forward into the regular season? Or are you someone who is skeptical of that and whether that absolutely are? Uh, sorry, there goes Jar. So instead of Jar was sitting around, I would go that. I am going to go a Kongwu because I think I can get Reeves on the way back around, possibly. Mm. Um, look, I I will just want to see the rotations and what the coach rolls out there. I'm a first quarter preseason guy. I'm like, let's see who when they roll out quote unquote starting fives. Like the Lakers the other day didn't start their starting five. There was no LeBron. There was no uh, there was no Austin Reeves. There was no Anthony Davis. I don't pay attention to it. I see who they're giving samples of minutes towards, just because obviously you know you're looking to see what sample size they get. For instance, today's game is the Golden State Warriors versus the Lakers. Both teams have already played. This is, I think, a more competitive second game where they will play LeBron and AD and they'll play 12 minutes and it'll be fun and it'll be pretty, it'll be more competitive than previously. Uh, there goes Austin Reeves straight after I say him as well at the 103rd pick. D'Angelo Russell, 102. Reeves, uh, 103. Nurkic, 104. Collins, 105. And Dinwiddie. Again, late round center value. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of those centers sort of around around pick 100 that you'll I, I think you'll start to see going off the boards. I'm actually looking at someone who I, I don't know if he's on many people's radars here. I think John Conchar is going to have a big year this year. Um, Talk me through Conchar. Yeah, so he's going to be starting this year at small forward for Memphis. And last year he averaged something around, I want to say, 20 minutes per game. And just as really Memphis is only small forward, I think he'll be looking at at least 25 to 30 minutes a game, somewhere in that range. And a lot of his value, similar to a guy like Al Horford, is coming from efficiencies. So even if he's not putting up huge points and rebounds, I actually see him as potentially a top 100, sort of a guy in the 75 to 100 range, who isn't really on too many people's radars, just off of efficiencies and steals alone. And then you sort of layer onto that the... Even if his usage doesn't go up, his minutes per game is going to go up. So his stats should go up commensurately. Um, and I think he'll benefit from that. I think he could be someone who's not on many people's radars, who could be worth picking up around pick 120 or so. That's a nice little that's a nice little shout because he is going undrafted. You might be able to get him in the 130s or 140s. Or even yeah. just look at your draft at the end and be like, I don't like those blokes and then piss him off and then bring Conchar in straight away. Yeah, now that's sort of a hot take. I don't think I've heard anyone else with that take. So maybe I'm, I'm wrong, not going to. That's just. Do, uh, I, do you? I think you deserve this, Maddie. I'm not going to lie. We do have the hot, hot, hot sound drop. We we do it for uh, incredibly hot takes. But if you could say you love Concha this season because Maddie O'Brien from uh, our team is a massive, massive Grizzlies fan, I want to do a little hot, hot, hot for you. Let me get the, let me get it queued up. Where is it? Oh no, I can't find the hot, hot, hot. There it is. Say something about nice about John Concha for me. Uh, he's going to shock everyone. I'm, he, he, I mean, his minutes are going up. He, he's going to be the guy next year. Oh, hot, 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 hot. That's for Matrix. That Matrix is, oh no, Bruce Brown's gone. Oh, I auto-drafted. Oh, I meant to have, ah, the one oh, thing that's about these moments is, it's uh, back to me. oh, so it's back to me after the Conchar and Isaiah Stewart. Right back to you. Um, Conley and Hart. Yeah. 
such such quick picks. Yeah, it's the quick picks, and uh, I'm not used to the 30 second timers for mocks. Uh, I wanted to grab Grant Williams there. I picked up Isaiah Stewart off of auto draft, but that's all right. I think you'd be able to pick up Grant Williams late. I'm looking. Uh, I'm going to not gamble this because I think I'm going to be able to get one of them on the way back around. I need points. I, I want points. So I am going to take Keegan Murray only because oh, it's the build that I need. So I like Keegan here. I like that he's going to step into more of a role in the system in Sacramento this season. But I just want to call out right now a shout out to Mitch Casey. Uh, he said he's incredibly comfortable taking Asua Thompson anywhere inside 110 now because he's starting to fly off draft boards. He had an inefficient game yesterday in the preseason. But again, he showed out the rest of his stat line. Actually, I should probably bring up his... Uh, his stat line from yesterday. But again, he's showing across the board why he is a, a great target in NBA fantasy for the years to come. Uh, here we go. When they beat OKC yesterday, eight rebounds, two assists, one steal, and two blocks. Now, he was inefficient two from 10 from the field. He hit one of his two threes off three-point percentage, 75% from the line. But again, he contributed right across the board. So for me, I'm, I'm going to have to, if he's up, there he goes, Sewer Thompson. Um, went out just before I wanted him. So for me, that's uh, that sucks. That sucks. Oh, who else do I need? KCP. I like st- I like guys who are stable like KCP. What uh, what stats are you looking for? You said points earlier. I wanted some points. I think I need to get target on points. I've got my fantasy scores open up on my laptop beside me. I'm I'm probably looking to get points. I'm medium range in assists, I would say. Medium for some across the league. Uh, I I just probably need some points, to be honest. I feel like you might be about to scoop the guy I want then, but see who you I was actually going to pick up Dennis Schroeder, uh, a bit of a homer from you. Um, I'm going to get someone who can get points and threes for me in a decent clip, I think is Sadiq Bey. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I've liked Sadiq Bay's role in Atlanta. He just seems to be stable in the new Collins. Jalen Johnson showing out in in the preseason, and I've been a very big fan. I've been a very big advocate of Jalen Johnson from the absolute jump. So for me to see him flying already is huge. And I think just because I've said that right now, this is our last round. I, ha- I have to take Jalen Johnson. I think if I'm if I'm saying it and if I'm calling it out as the as the pick for me, it's got to be Jalen Johnson. He has just looked. Every bit that we hoped for in our preseason previews and when we've talked about him, he's, again, I don't put much stock and trade in it, Matty, but he is someone who I want to look at my team at the end of the day and be like, you know what? I picked up Jalen Johnson. He's like my he's like my Jalen Williams from last year. If I can get him and say that I picked him, I'll be very happy. And I did that in most leagues with Jalen last year. Are there any rookies, by the way, that you love for this season? Uh, this is my own take, but I, I normally just avoid rookies. I find them so volatile that... Maybe you hit more often than not, you miss. um, And they always get drafted way higher than I would ever take them. Um, That's my personal bias. Most people I don't think agree with that, but I I like the guys who are just proven commodities. Can I just say, if Jalen doesn't show out, I'm pivoting to someone who's still on the bench. I've just put on my queue right here. I wonder if I should just share that screen for me. He's up there. You can see Jaden Ivey. So Matt, when Mm -hmm. you're looking at yours right now and you're looking at your team, if you want to run through your fantasy scores, what can you do with your analysis there on your last picks just to show us through there? Yeah, so the last picks, um, around the last couple of picks, I was starting to look at what categories outside of like my main punt I should be focusing on. And often those are categories that um, you're like a little bit weakened that if you shore up in the last couple of picks, it's something you can be competitive in for the year. 
so one that I was looking at, I think when I was drafting Bobby Portis, I was like, and I didn't do a great job because it auto-drafted Isaiah Stewart, but I was looking at shoring up field goal percent here where I'm sitting at negative mm-hmm. 0.27 Z scores, um, which was why I picked Portis there to try to sort of shore that up a little bit. Um, and you can sort of use it to, to finesse the categories that you haven't been as focused on in your last few picks. And I think looking across the bottom there as well, what we're looking for is we're looking to get stronger across the course of the season. And this is where, although it's a powerful tool for drafts, Fantasy scores is not just a draft tool. It is a season-long tool that you can use to consistently use to maximize your team and, and develop it over. We've just said, I did the five keys pod too, and it was called Know Your Shit Map. And one of the said, one of the things that we said is it's it's no, like, no, you know it's a long game. You're like a fantasy season, man, it's an investment in like five, six months of your life. A hundred percent. Yes, it is. And so, yeah, there's a lot of sort of features outside of the main draft tool itself that once you get into the season, those become more valuable than uh, being able to integrate into your draft because you're no longer drafting at that point. Um, so now let's bring you. up, yeah, so, yeah, also bring us up, bring us up your team for a second, just to talk us through who you ended up picking with one to build around Jokic for those who are looking at that and then talk us through my team there for fantasy. Yeah, perfect. Um, so Jokic, uh, Again, we went with the blocks punt here and down the change column, we can see how many ranks the players that I've picked jump up because of the blocks punt. Um, So someone like Gary Trent Jr., for instance, I forget what round I picked him in, but uh, potentially for the round I picked him in, uh, he wouldn't have made sense had I not been punting blocks. But with fantasy scores, we can see that a guy like this is projected above top 50 with the blocks punt. So that type of information is really useful to see. Um, yeah. And I like just to, by the way, just for those who are playing at home for the first time, just beside our faces, if you're on YouTube, you can see the change there in the score. So you can see guys like Keldon Johnson jump 24 spots, guys like Gary Trent Jr. in a punt build jumps 25 spots. So you can actually see just the deliberate, like the very deliberate and calculated increase from that exact player in this build. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so one guy, I I guess the core guy I would call out here, if I had to call out one person would be Vucevic, because whenever you're punting a category, one of the trickier parts is making sure that, so for instance, with a blocks punt, um, it's often hard to get other centers on your team that fit that blocks punt. So you have to be very deliberate about which centers you're adding to your team. So Vucevic and Bobby Portis in particular, don't hurt you with that punt. So those were guys that I intentionally targeted because I was punting blocks. Can I uh, bring, get you to bring up my team for a second? Did I manage to yes. hit two with blocks? Did I? Where did I get ended up with? I, I wanted I wanted to absolutely smash blocks. Yeah, and I think you have. Uh, you, you didn't stay at two. It's basically impossible to to keep your team at two because as you yeah. go down in the draft, you're just going to get less. But point five two, you would win this yeah. category every single week. Yeah. What do you think is a good outcome wise when you're looking at a point category? Because you can see that I'm really, I'm really well spread across the whole league. The one thing that I, I do need is points, but points and threes are something you can stream into your league, especially as the season goes on and you get those hot pickups and you can bring those in and actually maximize points and threes. So I'm not really worried there, but I'm really decent everywhere, but I'm very strong in turnovers, which I like as well. Yeah, you would win turnovers every week with this build. I think points, if I were in your position, I would actually turn this into a punt, even if it was unintentional. Um, So 
for instance, if we see based on these projections, you're hovering around average there based on the projections. But if we punt points, suddenly your team is going to jump up a fair amount. Um, oh, and geez, with that, what's that. interesting is you can make decisions based off of now thinking, okay, we're punting points. Maybe a guy like Clay Thompson could be something you could trade away to shore up uh, other categories, like something like rebounds, uh, where you're close to competitive, but maybe not quite above the average threshold. So it'll help yep. you make decisions like that as well. Yeah, I could probably, I, I, for a guy who's got a bunch of big men in there and also multi, multi-faceted guys, like I've got guys in here who I love, like Bruce Brown. I actually love this draft. This, is a, this was a lot of fun to pick up these guys as they came to me. I'm not going to lie. I think this is where the, we also need to be aware of the really max, like guys who are the league leaders in points who will really set you up in builds like this early on, they do go off the draft. Let's not lie in the first two rounds, first three rounds. Guys who are your 20-point-a-game scorers. So if you're in the first round and you pick up like a 30-point guy like a Jason Tatum and you complement that somehow with a guy like Devin Booker or whatever, like we saw Kevin Durant fall today. God knows if Kevin Durant falls to 20, someone's just going to be like, uh, everyone else is stupid. I'm the smartest man in the draft room. I'm, I'm taking Kevin Durant if he falls to there. But again, if you put points in that early with two guys like that who also get you rebounds, who get you assists across the board, you're just looking incredibly strong in, in areas like that straight away. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I don't know, to be truthfully, like the mocks aren't always representative of what's going to happen in the real draft. Correct. Like I think it's it's pretty unlikely someone like KD is falling to 20th pick in, in your actual drafts, but it's it's always yeah, cool when it happens in a mock. It's, when it happens, it does my head in. I'm like, what is everyone doing? Like, yeah. why does Wenban Yama? I mean, I know we're like really hyped to see Wenban Yama and everyone wants to use the whole... Uh, the whole like, oh yeah, I drafted Wemby. I think it's a bit of, do you think it's a bit of, oh, look, there's a bit of ego involved in in fantasy basketball as there is in real basketball, Maddie. But do you think sometimes, as you said earlier, that does really infringe a little bit on what punters are doing when it comes time to draft? Because there's that ego at play and they want to say something. So you think it can make them make mistakes and hiccups along the way? Interesting. I it's definitely possible. Um, also just possible. It's bad takes on people's parts. I, people yep. have crazy takes in fantasy. I mean, you heard me yeah. talking about John Conchar. That's that's up there with I, the crazy takes. Um, look, I won't say it's crazy, but I do see him move to the... Look, 12 teams, I might not take him. 14 teams, he could become very relevant. If you're in a 20-team league, I'm in an ESPN 20-team league. It's called the Ball League. Shout out again to Carl and the Ball guys because here in Australia, the Ball League is is a league that we do... And there's like A-League, B-League, C-League, D-League, E-League. Like there's just hundreds of guys who play fantasy basketball across Australia in these leagues. And in this ball page, it's a 20-man tw- league. So guys like, you've got to start looking at a 20-man league that's like 12 roster deeps. Like you're looking at 200 guys, the top 200 NBA players. And Conchar could be very serviceable there, especially when you look at in that league, there's three-point percentage. And if Conchar is getting wide open spot up threes and someone who can knock them down in a, re- in a reasonable clip, teammate Luke Kennard, he's someone who comes in, gets streamed in a lot. You know, guys like Isaiah Joe get streamed in a lot. Now, these aren't fantasy relevant players for 12 team, nine cat leagues, unless you're trying to get some waiver pickups to get some threes in at the end of your week or during the course of your week. But if you're targeting these areas, these guys do become fantasy relevant. And you need to know everybody in the NBA and what their role is and what they can bring to your fantasy team, Matt. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's always important to keep that in mind. 
Mate, give us a plug for fantasy scores uh, and tell us. Uh, I'll tell you, you can use promo code INSIGHT one more time to get five US dollars off. And again, it's not just a draft tool. We know drafts are happening towards the end of October, but this is a tool you want to keep on your books for the course of the season, especially to steady your ship after the draft. Because if you are not happy with your draft, Matt, what can fantasy scores do to improve it? Do you want to show your screen off there about what you can do? Yeah, yeah, I'll show you real quick. Um, so th the key features I'll call out here beyond just the live draft, uh, we have things like scheduling pickups, which uh, if you're someone who runs out of pickups because you're streaming too many guys in the week and you find yourself racing to pick up players before anyone else, you can hop in here. If you're in a Yahoo League, you can type in the player that you want to, uh, want to pick up, type in the player that you want to drop. Um, you wouldn't really drop Tyrese Halliburton, but... And no, then you not, not for Luke Kennard. Yeah, not for Luke Kennard, but uh, <laughs> you, you'd schedule the pickup and then that would go through ideally exactly at the time that your pickups refresh. So something like that is an easy way to get an edge. Uh, we have classic features like the trade analyzer where you'll be able to see the Z scores of different players being offered in the trade. And of course, the draft analyzer. Those are, those are sort of some of the core features. And even just if you... Uh, it's totally free to use if you tick off players... You can save lineups manually and then sort of view how your team is performing. So even if you didn't use it live during your draft, you can select your team and view how your team is doing across Z-scores there. Perfect, mate. Thank you so much again for your time. Uh, this has been Matty Mox from Five. This has been Matt Bell. A big shout out to our sponsors, of course, Fan of Z-Scores, to Ryan at Astute Newstead as well. Remember, if you are in Australia and uh, if you're looking at getting that dream home, if you've ever wondered if current interest rates are too high for you and what's going on with the banks, just don't wonder anymore. Talk to our good friend, Ryan, at Astute Newstead. Now, Ryan can give you confidential lending assistance, uh, no obligations involved whatsoever, an absolute top bloke and a financial genius. I can tell you now he is getting the best guys involved, the best banks involved, because there's over 50 of them, including the majors, that he can sit down with and look at who is the best for you. He does not charge a fee like other brokers, he also offers personal, vehicle, and business loans. You reach out to Ryan on 0431 That's 0431 or email ryanh at eganwealth.com and use code INSIGHT to let him know that we have sent you. Thank you so much, Matt Bell. This has been an Insight NBA podcast. Subscribe, like, we've hit 1,000. We're going to announce our winner for that jersey very, very soon. And Matt, we have a competition to go. We are getting away. And this show is very important to tune around until the very end today. We are giving away one lucky subscription in the coming 24, in the coming 48 hours. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. Been a pleasure. Anytime, my guy. Take care. You too.